0: The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated French Open in years, and Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your smart TV or your phone live in HD experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance, or will a fresh face emerge to continue their legacy on the clay courts? From the first serve to the final point, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th, Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it all happens. Hello, and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersasimo, and today you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Now, There's a lot to get to today, and I apologize for taking a week off. I actually was in Los Angeles, the greater Los Angeles area, as I ran a marathon. So I kind of had a lot to do, a lot on my mind, and I decided, you know, I was with travel and and running the actual marathon and everything. um, It just didn't time up right, and it was a pretty slow week when it comes to what was going on. And so I just thought I'd wait till this week. So I did wait till this week. It's been a couple weeks since I podcasted. Last time we talked, Rafael Nadal had won the Australian Open at number 21 for the Spaniard. And he is sitting on top of the mountain right now as the goat of the sport. Now, speaking of the race of the goat of the sport, Novak Djokovic is... Could be in some tough waters when it comes to maybe winning the most grand slams. Now I've made it very clear on this podcast in the past that I think Novak Djokovic was gonna have the most grand slams when it's all said and done. I think he had the capability of getting to, you know, twenty-five or twenty-six. Rogers obviously at the very end of his career. And Rafa, with some injuries and stuff, who knows if he can last that long and play at such a high level that long. But the way Novak Djokovic is playing at the age he's at right now, 34, 35, something like that, the way he's playing, uh, it's going to be really hard to stop him. And so, especially from winning all these Grand Slams, because he was rolling everybody. But could it be that the COVID-19 vaccine could be the only thing to stop Novak Djokovic from winning Grand Slams? As it seems right now, that seems to be the case. As you remember, Novak Djokovic didn't play in the Australian Open because he did not get the COVID-19 vaccine. And they overturned his visa to get into the country simply because uh, he, he didn't have the vaccine and his medical exemption was not good enough. Now... If you want to know all about that, I've talked about that in previous episodes, and I've um, put in the title and description what episodes those are in. There are probably a few episodes back, right before the Australian Open in January, uh, but that's a whole nother bag. But he has recently come out and told the BBC that he is willing to give up, you know, some of his some of his uh, Grand Slams pretty much, to not get the vaccine. He said he's not going to get vaccinated, and uh, he he said he would rather miss out on future tennis trophies than be forced to get the COVID vaccine. And so he pretty much says that's the price that I'm willing to pay. Now, this article is kind of the first time he's really spoken out in the media after all this has happened in Australia, and it is actually a pretty big deal because he is the number one tennis player in the world, and he is the toughest guy to play. And if he's not going to play in any of these tournaments... That opens up the gate for a lot of other players, and not only does it do that, it halts his progress of becoming the greatest of all time. Now, in this article from the BBC, he goes on to say that it was, uh, after he was being detained and stuff in Australia and everything, he said it was very hard. Um, He says that... he he was deported because the immigration minister, um, this is what the article says, said that his presence could incite civil unrest and encourage anti-vaccine sentiment. Now, Novak in this article says he's not against vaccination. He's just for the freedom of people to choose what they want to put in their body. So he said he's not against getting the vaccine and he understands the severity of this, but he pretty much saying he doesn't want to put it. In his body. Um, He he also says in this article he he hoped vaccination requirements in certain tournaments would change. uh, Adding that he's hoping he can play uh, for many, many more years. Yeah, we kind of hope you do too. Um, Now, in this article, he also was asked about, uh, you know, missing out on being statistically the greatest tennis player of all time as Rafael Nadal just got number 21. And they asked, why are you okay with missing out on that. And he replied per quote, "cause the principles of decision making on my body are more important than any title or anything else. I'm trying to be in tune with my body as much as I possibly can." And he also said, um, he's always been a great student of wellness, well-being, health, nutrition, um, and pretty much saying that uh, his decision has been influenced by the positive impact factors such as changing his diet and his sleeping patterns and uh, his ability to be an athlete. So um, he said he's keeping his mind open about maybe getting the vaccination in the future because um, they're all trying to he, he pretty much says because we are all trying to find collectively a best possible solution to end covid. Um, and he re he reiterates, he's not against vaccination. So that's pretty much all I'm going to tell you about this article. Uh, it's on the BBC. You can go look at it on their website Uh, it's just been a very interesting insight into Novak Djokovic, what happened in Australia, what's happening post Australia, and really the chances of him playing another tournament here in 2022. I mean, it, it it's going to be shocking if he, he, I mean, he almost wins all four of them last year. And then if he doesn't play in any this year. That's that's a pretty big deal in the sport of tennis, especially since he is uh, arguably the greatest of all time. Now let's go to some tournaments that have happened since we were gone over the last couple of weeks. Rotterdam, that's always a great tournament, ATP 500. Number one seed is Stefano Sitsipas. He played really well through this tournament, um, but the real big name in this tournament was uh, Rublev and Felix ogier Aliassim. were both in this tournament as well. Um, and Felix Ogierliassime wins his first ever ATP Tour title by beating Stefano Tsitsipas in the final. Now, he was a three-seed, FAA was, and he made his way. He beat Rublev, he beat Cam Norrie, uh, he beat Andy Murray, and so he, he had to beat some guys to play Tsitsipas in the final. He ends up beating Tsitsipas in the final 64 4 6-2. Um, and this is kind of just him getting over the hump. I think he's had a great year. I believe he made it to the quarters in the Australian Open. I remember he made a run. And for him to win this tournament, I think that's a really big accomplishment for him. And I think it's going to be nothing but motivation and continue momentum moving into the rest of 2022. I think he's got the skill and he's got the ability... To really beat anybody, it's just whether he kind of puts it all together. And I'm kind of hoping this is the turning point and he can put it all together because, man, is he fun to watch. I really, really do enjoy watching FAA play tennis. Let's head over to the United States where it is the Dallas Open. What a tournament this is. Uh, ATP 250, I think the people at Dallas really enjoy it. I think some players really do enjoy playing in Dallas. Taylor Fritz, the number one American, is the number one in this tournament. And then number two was Riley Opelka. Uh, Number three was John Isner. So this tournament had a ton of Americans in it, as you would expect. Maxime Cressy was in there. Sam Querrey was in there. Uh, You got guys like Jensen Brooksby was in there. Uh, Tennis Sandgren, Giron, uh, Jack Sock. So a lot of good players in this tournament. And let's jump, jump straight to the finals. Taylor Fritz was upset by Giron in the quarterfinals. And in the finals, it's Jensen Brooksby playing Riley Opelka. Now, Riley Opelka... Um, said he really respects Jensen Brooksby's game. And for Brooksby to really make the final here, that's a pretty good feat for him. He had to beat Seppi. He had to beat Jordan Thompson. He had to beat Giron, who came off a win against Taylor Fritz. So a lot of good Americans in this tournament. The semifinals was Isner, Opelka, Giron, and Brooksby. So all Americans in the semis, which is great to see for American tennis. Uh, Riley Opelka comes out and wins this tournament and beats Jensen Brooksby in the finals. Riley Opelka gets another tournament win under his belt. I saw something on Twitter today, actually, that it looked like he got fined, Riley Opelka did, from the ATP because he kept his hat on during the award trophy ceremony. So uh, I don't, I didn't really look too much in it, but kind of a fun little uh, nugget there for Riley Opelka in Dallas. Let's head over. To Argentina and Buenos Aires for the Argentina Open. Casper Rude, the number one seed in this. No shock there. Uh, Diego Schwartzman's the number two seed. Then you got guys like uh, Lorenzo Cinego, uh was a three seed. And who else was in this tournament? Juan Martin Del Potro. Now, Del Po has been dealing with a knee injury for so long. And he's, he's really struggled to get back on tour and be back healthy. And everything at this tournament kind of turned around so fast. It started with him just being thankful to be back on the court, and everyone is excited for him to get back into tennis, and then all of a sudden he started talking about how much pain he's in all the time, and he just wants to live a life without pain, and so this might be the end, and um, it sure sounds like this is the end for Delpo. Uh, What an incredible career. Uh, One, Martin Del Potro, he is an absolute gentle giant. He is so enjoyable to watch. He's had so many great matches, and uh, it's really going to be a bummer for him not to be on tour anymore because he he has been something really special for uh, the sport of tennis. He turned pro in 05. Right now he's a ranking of 753, just because he hasn't been able to play that many tournaments. Um, as far as career titles, he you know he won four in 2013, 2012. He won four. He won four in 2008. Uh, some of the biggest tournaments he got uh, 2009. He was the U.S. Open champion. Uh, he's won. Uh, He's won other tournaments. He's won Rotterdam. We just talked about that. Um, It looks like he's won um, Indian Wells before. Acapulco, he's won that in 2018. So he really hasn't done much since 2018. But uh, Juan Martín Del Potro has been an absolute asset to the sport of tennis in Argentina. And he will be deeply missed as someone on the tour because he had some rowdy fans that followed him. But he also had a very loyal following. He loses in the first round. He had a very emotional following. Uh, match towards the end if you want to see that. I'm sure it's on Twitter or online somewhere. Uh, but one Martin Del Potro calling it quits. Uh, it's going to be hard for the sport of tennis to really replace somebody like him because, man, he was great for the sport. He retires at the age of 33. Getting back to the Argentina tournament, Casper Rude, no shock to anybody, he makes the final, and so does Diego Schwartzman. Not much parody in this tournament as the 1 and 2 seed make the final, and then the 1 seed wins it. Uh, Casper Rude wins it again. I believe this is a clay court tournament. Um, Yeah, it is a clay court tournament. So uh, Obviously, Casper Rude's going to play really, really well on clay, so it was awesome to see him play really, really well on clay, and expect Casper Rude. He had a big 2021. Expect him to have another large 2022 um, and it's a good start for him getting this win in Argentina that's going to do it for tennis recap of what happened over the last couple weeks after the Australian Open now right now currently and uh, I'll get into these a little bit more next week there are a ton of tournaments happening Uh, Rio de Janeiro that is going on right now it's an ATP 500 uh, in Qatar, it is Doha. That's a big tournament as well. The ExxonMobil Open. Delray Beach is happening in Florida right now. That's an ATP 250. And uh, Marseille is happening. That's an ATP 250 as well. That's in France. I probably pronounced that wrong. Sorry, that's my bad. Uh, and Dubai is happening next. That'll be coming over the next week or so and then you go Acapulco and then Santiago. So, there's a lot of tournaments that are going to be leading up to the month of March, which is going to be pounded by some American tennis, the BNP Paribas Open at Indian Wells and the Miami Open that is going to be happening in Florida. So, a lot of good tennis going on right now. Um, I got this podcast out late this week and I'll have another one at the beginning of next week, so I'm not going to get into those. I'm going to save those for Monday. Uh, but the tournaments going on right or the tournaments I just got over your champions are Felix Ogier, Ali Asim. They are Riley Opelka, who had 100 aces in that Dallas Open. And Casper uh, Rude, he wins the Argentina Open. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you bearing with me the last couple weeks. It's been a little bit busy for me because of, like I said, the marathon and everything that's been happening around that. So I appreciate it. Uh, tennis don't stop, though. It's an all-year sport. It's got about four months off in the offseason. And, boy, did a lot happen in that offseason this year. And I expect this year... In 2022, I expect there to be way more storylines. I expect there to be way more upsets and surprises and people coming out of the woodworks. And so I'm really excited for that in 2022, especially if Novak Djokovic doesn't return to the court. There's going to be some new winners on the tour. I appreciate you listening. You can find me at Jacob sarsamo on Twitter. You can find Believe at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find that article about Novak Djokovic on the BBC. As always, appreciate you listening. Thank you. Leave a review if you'd like to. That'd be awesome. And for now, see you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.